the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. You're listening to the Pastor Scott Show podcast. Have any questions or comments? Email Pastor Scott now at pastorscott at kkla.com or tune in live weekdays from 3 to 5 p.m. And now, here's Pastor Scott. Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the Pastor Scott Show. It is Friday. That means Open Line Friday, 888-528-2557, 888-528-2557. You can call about anything you want today on Open Line Friday. We will change the subject just for you, 888-528-2557. And uh, so we'll start off with this subject today. Do you have plans for the weekend or is that a hard question This week, one of the stories that we want to get to is loneliness, that the Surgeon General put out a report saying that loneliness is a a dangerous thing for the United States, and we are suffering. The Surgeon General put out an advisory on what he calls the epidemic of loneliness and isolation. Here's a question for you. Why are we so lonely? Why are we so lonely? And what have you done to combat that in your life if you have dealt with that from time to time or maybe you're dealing with it now? Give us a call, 888-528-2557, 888-528-2557. You can also send me an email, pastorscott at kkla.com, pastorscott at kkla.com. I hope that you have uh, some plans this weekend. There's a few things going on. We'll talk about those things if you're even paying attention to uh, stuff going on. Maybe you can put something together, get together with some friends for that. I've already been off on the wrong foot this weekend because uh, my traffic app failed me. Do you ever have use one of those traffic apps and it tells you what freeways to take? You need that in uh, L.A. I don't know what we did without it. What we did without it was we memorized all the freeways and we could navigate our, our way around it. I used to be very good at that. Now I rely on this this app that usually is pretty good, and it tells me when there is, you know, traffic in a certain way and to take another freeway. Sometimes it sends you off into side streets. But uh, recently it's been having some problems, and today it cost me 30 minutes because it sent me right into a traffic jam. You have failed me for the last time. That's exactly what went through my head when I was thinking about it. I I spent 30 minutes on the 5 because it didn't know that Colorado Boulevard exit was closed. And I think I had to drive halfway to Commerce before I could turn around. Not really, because nobody can turn around in Commerce because you just park there. But uh, anyway, it just seemed like it. Why are we so lonely? Is it because we just can't get to places, what have you done to combat that in your life? 888-528-2557. Surgeon General's advisory on the epidemic of loneliness and isolation. Surgeon General was on television talking about that earlier this week. On Wednesday, it came out. Surgeon General's name is Vivek Murthy. Right. So the places that used to bring people together, you know, whether it was churches and synagogues and, 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 and temples and mosques, or whether it was, you know, volunteer organizations in your community, or whether it was parent associations in your kids' schools, 
participation in a lot of those organizations has gone down. So when we think about rebuilding social connection in America, to me, this is not just a health issue. This is vital uh, to all of society because in addition to the health impacts I talked about earlier, we know when people struggle with loneliness, it impacts their productivity in the workplace. It impacts how children perform in school. It reduces civic engagement. And it contributes to division and polarization because when you don't know one another, it's easier uh, to distrust and, mm. and to hate you know, one another. But it's harder to hate people up close. And I think he's right about that thing. I thought it's interesting that one of the things he pointed out was that we're no longer in church the way we used to be. There's so many benefits, by the way, to doing what the Lord wants us to do. Why do you think we are suffering from loneliness? 888-528-2557. Rick in Los Angeles, welcome to the Pastor Scott Show. Hi, Scott. Good Hi. to be here. Hi, Rick. Hi. A um, couple of things. And it's a, it's a call a little bit to tell just a little bit of my story with my help other people out there. I grew up kind of a, I wasn't popular. I grew up kind of a, a loner. Uh, have a different depth, so I, I didn't go along with you know I didn't mm. play you know play soccer where I was playing soccer anyway. But uh, there was a tendency there to um, to be you know introspective, so to speak. And then over the years, you know, life changed. Got married, made friends, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. And the last few years, and I, by the way, I walked away from the faith for forty years, right? Huh. So in the world. Uh, and then, uh, in the, you know, number of years, uh, married to kids, uh, my friends became, became essentially the, the friends, the family friends, the, 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 the couples that had children and you have children and right. you go to school and you make friends, right? Um, and, uh, but I was the, you know, the breadwinner. So I, plenty of my time was put on, you know, making, you know, working. So, and, Sometimes I would say no to go to go to certain you know certain uh, birthdays as you know as right. you know, growing up with kids everybody has a birthday every weekend so at some you know parties or whatever sometimes you know you guys go I I want to rest so and then obviously um, after that uh, separation divorce uh, shared custody of kids and uh, but a number of years not creating or sustaining or nurturing your own friendships and. Becoming the friends, your friends, because the friends of the family, your friend of your wife, everybody disappeared from my life. The moment I separated, everybody disappeared from my life, and my life became super extra lonely. Mm, so what happened? Um, what did you do? I, or are you well, still in that situation? I am. Well, yes and no. I'm in that situation, um, but different because the first half of that situation was very, very, very difficult. You know, I would just uh, wait for the time for I for when I had the kids. Yeah. So I can be with them. But then yeah. when they were gone, my weekends, I could spend my weekend inside without going out. My phone would not ring. Yeah. And, um, but, uh, but in the process, I went back to God. I went back to Jesus. Right. And, uh, so although I'm loneliness in the world still, it's a different sense of loneliness because I'm not lonely because I'm with Jesus. And that has made an incredible difference. I went from, you know, Depression and uh, you know suicidal ideation has been in my in my life for decades in the family also myself mm. uh, and um, for the first time ever despite of the loneliness despite of the sheer deep sense of rejection from the world um, I no longer have those those impulses. Well, I'm glad to hear that. 
yeah. I'm yeah. really glad. So anyway. this changed for you when you uh, came back to the Lord and you realized that you have a friend in Jesus. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And what would your advice like, be? Because like, I think a lot of people are in a similar situation to you. Maybe they are more introverted mm-hmm. or they grew up and they didn't necessarily yeah. have a lot of friends. Or there were various reasons. And I think you mentioned something you know, significant. Uh, you get older, right, and you start to get tired. You know, there's a there's a point when you feel bad if you don't have plans on Friday night, and there's a point in life when you feel very happy that you don't have plans on <laughs> Friday night, right? It changes. It's true. It's but true. you have to it's have true. more discipline to nurture your friendships. And you said divorce and then uh, not nurturing the friendships. I think what you're talking about is very relatable for a lot of us. Yeah, and I think uh, as you disperse yourself, you know, uh, you know, having shallow, large number of, you know, contacts, but really shallow yeah. at the end of the day, they prove to be shallow. I think it's important to to dedicate to that intimacy, kind of the intimacy that Jesus requires from us to have that moment. That doesn't necessarily have to happen at the church. It will be, you know, actually in most cases, between you and the Holy Spirit, between you and God, between you and Jesus, those moments that are more treasured are those that, that He's expecting us to communicate or to relate and to have that in, intimate moment and relationship. The same thing we need to bring to the, to, you know, to, to our little world or to the few friends that we have, which I think sometimes the way we live and sometimes reasons, sometimes excuses, mm-hmm. we do not nur- nurture and nourish those relationships deeply rather than horizontally, you know, vertically. Yeah, I think and, you're right. Uh, and I, yeah. yeah, Rick, thank you for your call. I appreciate uh, that insight. I think he is right. He said that we have a lot of uh, shallow relationships. We've never had more shallow relationships than we do now because of social media. Right? When you think about it, I mean, social media is a it's an interesting thing because it's supposed to be social, right? It's supposed to bring us together, but and it can be used in a pretty good way. But ironically, it's very isolating. You know, if you have a bunch of, of you know, Facebook friends Instagram friends. Some people are like, oh, I got 4,000 Instagram friends. No, you don't. You have you in your life. You're lucky if you have five or six really good friends. And you probably, most people are only going to have one or two really close friends, right? And it can change or you can last for life. But you only have a handful of really good friends if you're, if you do really well at nurturing it. And I think it gets distorted when we have this sort of virtual connection. What do you think about this? Do you agree with or not? I think that there's people who feel like I'm terribly lonely and I am, I am, and it's painful for me. And I don't know why, because I've got 5,000 friends on social media. It's, it's that you don't. Nobody can have that many friends. It just doesn't really work that way. There's 5,000 people that you've met. You know, or it's people that you've never met, but for some reason they say, oh, I want to be your friend, and you click like, and then they try to sell you something, and you forget to unfriend them. That's kind of how that goes. This is the Pastor Scott Show. We're talking about the epidemic of loneliness. The United States Surgeon General put out a report this week called Surgeon General's Advisory on our epidemic of loneliness and isolation. Why are we so lonely? Why have we become a culture of people who are so lonely? The number is 888-528-2557, 888-528-2557. It's also Open Line Friday. That means if there's something else that you want to talk about or something connected or not connected, we will talk about whatever it is 
that you want to talk about today, 888-528-2557. In the Attorney General report, it says our epidemic of loneliness, I'm reading right from it, it says our epidemic of loneliness and isolation has been an underappreciated public health crisis that has harmed individual and societal health. Our relationships are a source of healing and well-being, hiding in plain sight, one that can help us live healthier, more fulfilled, and more productive lives. Given the significant health consequences of loneliness and isolation, we must prioritize building social connection in the same way that we have prioritized other critical public health issues, such as tobacco, obesity, and substance abuse disorders. Are we are we prioritizing those things? I don't know. It seems like it seems like we've spent an awful lot of time prioritizing not being together in the past three years. The loneliness thing, by the way, was a pandemic long time before that. In fact, several years ago, and it's around the world. It's not just uh, the United States. It's in many cultures. I don't want to say it's everywhere. There are there are people from a lot of cultures where they're not lonely. They're with people. That's not their their struggle. In fact, if you work with people, particularly if they're coming from uh, African nations or sometimes in the Middle East or some Asian communities. Loneliness is a, it's a different thing, but everybody talks to each other. You know, I was talking with uh, a man who is a Sudanese refugee here. He came from Sudan and after the terrible war over there and everything came here. And he was talking about all the things that, you know, he really liked about America. But then he said, and I'll never forget the way he said this. He goes, but the thing is, is people don't talk to each other here. He goes, people look at me funny when I say hello, and people look at me funny when I, like, I'm doing something wrong when I try to engage people in conversation. And I, th- I think, you know, what I do think that we have a, a sort of arm's length, you know, philosophy with, with strangers here. You know, we put up all the, you know, particularly in Southern California, you know, we put up walls in between our, our houses and our neighbors. There's parts of the country where you don't have you know, walls in between all the homes, but you do have lots of space. Right, different different places. If you've lived in different parts of the country, you you might be surprised to go there and realize the neighbor's fit yard is not walled off from yours. You're not even sure where your your yard ends and where theirs begins. But usually, there's a lot more space in the backyard and the space in between the houses. You know, here in California, most of the time, you know, you don't even realize it, but your TV remote control is accidentally changing the TV remote control of your next door neighbor if they have the same TV. Did you know that? That happens. In fact, uh, I used to do that on purpose. <laughs> I used to be able to look out my balcony. This was, you know, uh, one of those things. But I used to look out my balcony and I could see my neighbor's television. It, we were close enough where I could almost watch it living in these condos. Right. And uh, I realized their TV is the same as our TV. And uh, sometimes I would just change the channel and then I would see them grab the remote and change it back. And I would just sit at my balcony and then I would. <laughs> I would change the channel again, and they would change it back. That's how close we live to one another. Right now, that person's probably listening, going, I knew it! 888 Why are we so lonely? Surgeon General was talking about this, and he continued in television interview uh, and said this. What I call for is rebuilding social infrastructure in our communities, the organizations that bring us together, the programs and schools and workplaces that cultivate connection, also reevaluating and reassessing our relationship with technology. Uh, and that's about personal practices, creating sacred spaces in our life without tech, but also about putting policies in place that ensure tech is safer for us and our kids. And finally, their personal practices. Look, in all of our lives, uh, we can do simple things like taking 15 minutes a day to reach out to and connect to someone we care about, 
to make sure that we are giving people our full attention when we're talking to them in conversation and aren't distracted by our phones. And we can look for opportunities to serve others as well, because it turns out helping others, service is one of the most powerful antidotes to loneliness. It turns out that serving others is one of the most powerful antidotes to loneliness. And have you experienced that? That's one of the ways that you can kind of get past it if you're you're dealing with it. Because one of the things that happens in loneliness is we also become very focused on our own loneliness. And we wonder if there's something wrong with us. We wonder why we don't have the friends that we used to have or maybe we never had. And it becomes something that begins to feed on itself because we focus. You know, loneliness, I think it's something that creates so much emotional difficulty that we have a hard time stepping out and realizing that there are things that we can do uh, to create social connection. And the biggest piece of it is to to find ways of serving people. The report pointed this out. The phys- if you're wondering why the Surgeon General, the United States Surgeon General, you might be surprised that we still have a Surgeon General. We hardly hear from the Surgeon General. You know, the Surgeon General used to be on everybody's mind because they put that warning right on the cigarettes, right? Don't do this or it's going to kill you. And uh, I don't know if anybody read that, but it was there. Now it sort of became, uh, in the 90s, we had some Surgeon Generals with some very poor advice, and uh, they kind of got moved to the side. But here comes Vivek Murthy with this report, and I think he's he's correct. But he's dancing around something else I think he knows. I don't know what his faith is like, uh, if he has faith in God. But there's something just very, very clear. You got to have God. He points out that we're not in churches. We're not doing, we're not serving our communities like we used to. And that's a big part of it. The physical health consequences of insufficient connection, he calls it, is 29% increased risk of heart disease, 32% increased risk of stroke, and 50% increased risk of developing dementia for older adults. And lacking social connection increases risk of premature death by more than 60%. That's a huge deal. That's why the Surgeon General is a part of it. Why are we so lonely, and what have you done to combat that? 888-528-2557 is the number, 888-528-2557. You know, when we talk about church, you know, I think, and he wants to rebuild this. I don't think we're going to rebuild this until we rebuild the reason that people go to church. There's no foundation, by the way. There's no foundation for being connected with one another without God, ultimately. By foundation, I mean is why is this even a part of how we're made? What difference does it make? Why should I help anyone? Why does it help cure my loneliness if I go out and serve somebody else when deep down I'm, I have so many needs? You know, if there's no God, then what you don't have is a foundation for why you should do anything. See, that it is something that when we're seeing the foundations of our nation, our foundations of Judeo-Christian belief falling apart in the West, loneliness is one of the many results. It's because originally we understood that you really have to be around humans. It's how we're actually made. It's how God made us. Does that make sense? It's It's... It's how we are designed. And when we are not having fellowship, when we do not have fellowship with God and we're not having it with each other, the reason that we have trouble is because we're going against our design. We're trying to do something with this body, this machine that it's not made for. It's made to be with other people. 
It's just the way it is. Now, some people are extroverted and they, they thrive on being with other people. And I know that there's some of you who are like, you know, I could stand to be with less people. Good friend of mine is, is super introverted. And a funny thing he'll do is if he's at a birthday party or someplace where there's a lot of people, he struggles. He struggles to connect. He'll usually, you know, work through it and he'll have a conversation maybe with the same person most of the time if he makes a good connection. But one of the things he does is he will make sure that he's the one serving. He'll go clean the kitchen. He'll go take care of chores. If there's something that needs to be purchased at the store, if you need more dip, more guacamole, he's the one to go do it. One time I was at a place with him and and somebody was talking about taking the trash out and he's like, I'll do it. And he took the trash out for 30 minutes. And I said, Where, where'd you go? He said, I took the trash out. And I said, you took the trash out? You were, you've gone like half an hour. He goes, yeah, I just needed to be away. And uh, I thought that's funny, but that's kind of what he needed. But he also understands that even though he's introverted, he's got to be around people. It's how we're made. And some people just have to be around people in a different way. And other people, they just have to have alone time. And all of that is okay. But you got to have people in your life. And you don't need to have tons of people. Are you lonely? Have you struggled with this? What have you done? How, what has worked for you? The number is 888-528-2557, 888-528-2557. The ironic thing is that we seem to have a culture where you can be connected with people all day, people staring at their phones, right? What are people doing on their phones? You know what they're doing mostly is they're on social media and they're seeing what their friends are doing, but they're not participating in it. They're not with them. You know, I've got social media, and I like it when people connect with me on there. But, you know, one of the things that it's for, really, is getting you together in person. That That's really what it should be used to do, to keep in touch with people but drive in-person gatherings. In fact, a lot of churches do this pretty well, or a lot of people at their churches do this pretty well. What they do is they post the pictures of church, or they post, you know, the things going on at their church. And what that does for people is it reminds people who've decided not to go today to say, you know what, I should have been there. I should have been with those people. And it's one of the advantages of going to church. You know, the scriptures tell us in the book of Hebrews to not forsake the gathering together, particularly as judgment day is coming is what it says. And it's because we need it. We need it as believers because we need to be encouraging one another and building each other up and there to pray for each other and to bear each other's burdens and all of that. We also need it as human beings. That's how we're made. We're starving for fellowship so often. I got to take a break and I'll get to your calls. I see you online there, Barbara and others. The number is 888-528-2557. It's also open line Friday. You can call about anything you would like and we'll even change the subject just for you. We do that just on Fridays. We'll be back as the Friday edition of the Pastor Scott Show continues. Stay tuned. You're listening to the Pastor Scott Show podcast. Have any questions or comments? Email Pastor Scott now at pastorscott at kkla.com. Or tune in live weekdays from 3 to 5 p.m. Now, back to the show. A major announcement from the World Health Organization just a few moments ago. They say that COVID-19 is no longer a global health emergency. This is three years into the pandemic. That's a uh, major announcement. Maybe that's news to you, but uh, the COVID is gone uh, globally now. That's the, uh, the WHO, the WHO, World Health Organization. And, uh, I mean, that's uh, kind of... <laughs> I understand why those things. It's just funny that they need to make an announcement. We're going to make an announcement that the COVID is over. It's been over for a long time. But coming out of the COVID, 
we are dealing with loneliness, and uh, that has been our subject today. Why are we so lonely, and what do we do about it? It is Open Line Friday. That means on today only, on just Fridays, you can change the subject and call about anything you would like. It will change the subject just for you. A Bible question, comment about something going on in the world, a question about anything at all. Open line Friday. The number is 888-528-2557. Let's go to Barbara in Oceanside. Barbara, welcome to the Pastor Scott Show. Hi, Scott. How are you doing? I'm good, Barbara. How are you today? I'm good. I'm good. So I, I called because you were talking about loneliness. Yeah. And, um, yeah, I was transferred out here with my job a number of years ago, and I'm in my 70s now, and i retired for several years. And so I live by myself except for a dog and a cat. But I do a lot of things. I, I belong to a church, and there's a lot of opportunities there to get involved with, um, you know, volunteer work there. We have a food distribution program mm. that goes on every other Friday, and we pack up 90 boxes of food to be distributed to people in the community. Um I do Meals on Wheels, volunteer there. I lead a walk group on Saturday mornings. So just things like that. Um, you know, it's, uh, this is a, it, you know, it's a, San Diego is just a great place to, I live in San Diego. And so, um, and it's a great place to get out, get yeah. outdoors and do things now is, outdoors. Is doing this kind of thing, does this come easy for you or do you kind of have to force yourself to uh, get out there and go? No, it's easy. I love it. It's easy for you, it. yeah. Yes, it's yeah. easy. It's so much fun. Once once you get involved in helping other, you know, helping other people, it's it's a lot of fun. Yeah, well, I'm glad you're doing that. Thank you for doing that. I'm sure you're helping a lot of people. I know there's tremendous need, lots of meals to pack. Uh, there wouldn't be that kind of work if there wasn't that kind of need out there. Uh, thank yeah. you. Thank you, Barbara, and uh, for calling Pastor Scott show. You know, she has figured that out, that it's uh, great to get out there. And this is where you get to know people. And you see the same people most weeks and you develop relationships. It's harder, I think, as an adult to do this. It's harder if you're more introverted. So if you are, you know, take her story, if you're feeling lonely, and say, you know what, there's something I need to go to. And you just have to make yourself do it. And I think as you get older, too, you, you get tired. I get tired. You know, sometimes when small group is canceled at the last minute, you go, oh, thank goodness, I just want to go home. Or sometimes I just feel like not going. And Christy and I have had a thing where sometimes, you know, we're tired. We've got two kids and we're like, do we want really want to go to our small group tonight? Do we really want to do all that? And what we have found is that especially when we're feeling like I just don't feel like it and we make ourselves go anyway, we always come back glad that we did. We always come back really glad that we took that time for fellowship because we need it. We don't. It's it's maybe you don't see it as a medical issue, but that's how the Surgeon General is portraying it, and I think he is correct. It's how we're made. He's not portraying it as a spiritual issue, although he throws that in there that we're not in church, but it's both. It's physical and spiritual, emotional. Uh, you need fellowship. For some of us, we need a big group of people. For other people, we don't need such a big group, but it, it matters, matters gratefully. Gratefully, it matters greatly. It matters bigly. It's just big. It just matters so much. 888-528-2557. This is the Pastor Scott Show uh, talking about loneliness. So I, I want to encourage you to do that. You know, if you're younger and you're listening and you have a lot of friends, you know, there was a time in my life where I realized how things change. And it's if you go to college, if you have that opportunity to go to college, and it's probably the same now because of the proliferation of cell phones, even in high school, 
in high school, when I was in high school, we didn't have cell phones. You know, there was some guy I knew with a cell phone in his car, and it was the coolest thing. And you'd call somebody and you'd go, guess where I'm calling from? You know, and it just seemed like the most amazing thing. Uh, but nobody had a phone. In fact, uh, in our house, we had rotary dial growing up. It was still attached to the wall, right? And if somebody, you know, if you were impatient and they had too many nines or zeros in their number, you just didn't have time to call them. It just took too long for that thing to go around. You know, come on! Anyway, you would go places if you wanted to see people. And you'd call people up and, and maybe you'd do that. But you didn't have the texting. You didn't have the social media. You didn't have the games where now people sort of interact and the online stuff. So maybe it's true for you as a kid. But there's a point, and I noticed this in college, in college, I had a lot of friends, and I was involved in a lot of clubs, and I had a lot to do, and so we used to have answering machines that have tape, right? So your voicemail was not digital. It had tape in it, and the tape had, you know, a certain amount of space in there, and I would, I remember this very distinctly. While I was in school, I would come home from the day, and I would have, I would hit play on the machine, and I would have tons of messages. We had a little piece of paper where you had to write them down. You had so many messages, but then I graduated. I graduated. I went out and I got a job. And something amazing happened is I came home and there were zero phone calls. None. Like, what happened? Suddenly I, I'm out of college. And that whole part of life moved on because everybody moved away or they got a job. <laughs> and suddenly I went from a full bunch of recordings and a whole bunch of friends to connect with and write down, hey, here's what we're going to do this weekend, to zero happening. And it was it was almost overnight that that happened. And suddenly you start to realize this is difficult. You start to call a friend and they can't do it because they have to work and you, your friendships sort of drift away. And there are different parts of your life where it gets harder to maintain relationships. And as you get older, if you get, if you get married, now you have the issue of, if I'm going to have friends, I need to have friends that at least my wife can tolerate. right? Or if my wife is friends with somebody else who's married, at least I need to be able to tolerate her husband. Right. And hopefully we can be friends. And that happens sometimes. But sometimes, you know, it just doesn't work. Right. And I think and then when we get older, we get tired. We don't want to go out. We're working all day. We got to go. Home. We got kids. And it is a pattern that we get into. And then the kids finally graduate and they move out of the house. And you know what happens with a lot of married couples is the kids move out and the married couples look up at each other and they go, who are you? Why are you in my house? Because they've even drifted apart. You know, and if you're single and you're saying I'm lonely and I'm single, let me tell you, just pastorally, can I just point this out? Sometimes the most lonely people are married people. And maybe that doesn't seem like it's something that you would understand, but but it is. We our friendship has to begin with the Lord and our fellowship with the Lord. That matters. But we've got to go out there and be friends with people and serve people. Eventually you make the friends. 888-528-2557. Are you lonely? What have you done to combat it? It's also Open Line Friday. You can call and change the subject if you've got something else on your mind. 888-528-2557. Stephanie in North Hills, welcome to the Pastor Scott Show. Hi, Pastor. How are you today? I'm good, Stephanie. How are you? I'm doing okay. I'm kind of struggling with voices in my head. I used to do psychosis drugs. Mm. I've been clean. I used to hear them before of people that I used to know yeah. and celebrities. It's weird. Celebrities I've never even met. Huh. And um, they're still in my head and I've been clean. I haven't been doing anything. I've been, I'm on the best medication and they're just still in my head. And it happens the worst when I'm by myself. 
they just all attack me at once and just and have I you, know it's the devil yeah, you have know you talked like, to somebody about this before like a, a, a pastor um, or a therapist yeah, somewhere I'm going, uh, I have a psychiatrist and I have a pastor yeah I'm supposed to be getting baptized and born again in June so I've been going to church I've been going to Bible study I know God is here I know he's watching yeah I know he's helping and you know like may I don't know it's, it's sometimes I feel like it's real yeah. You know, but I know it's not. Yep, there are people who struggle with this. How are you doing on the addiction side of things? Are you sober or are you still struggling there? Yeah, no, I'm sober. That's I'm good. sober. Yeah. Well, I've you, been sober, thank God. Yeah, keep that up. Uh, it is uh, important to do that. I'm glad that you're talking with somebody about it. And, you know, you there's different kinds of conditions that people have, and you learn how to cope with it or to uh, even be healed from it. And so keep yeah, that like, up. Like, this has happened before, and they've gone away, but this time, I don't know why it's taking them such a long time to go away. You know, can I just uh, say something? Do you pray? Of course. Every night, every morning before I eat, before I get in my car, when I pass by a church, I pray so much. Yeah. And uh, you're getting baptized. You know, you said uh, I'm getting born again and baptized. You know, do you believe in Jesus now? Have you already said that he's my Savior, he died for my sins? Yes. Yes, I believe in Jesus. Yes, I believe he died for my sins. Well, something I want you to know is that if you believe that and he rose again, you're already born again. And the baptism is something that, and I realize that some people have some different thoughts about it, but it's symbolic of that decision that you made. You're going to go to heaven, you're going to be with the Lord, and it's super important to be baptized. Um, But you can consider... I was baptized when I was a kid. Yeah, but... but you didn't feel like that was you? Like, were you baptize you know because yeah. yeah um i'm glad you're doing that can i pray with you about that please can i do that all right god i just please. pray for for stephanie i pray that you would heal her of these voices these pain that she is going through emotionally i pray that you would give her wisdom i pray that she would know that she is loved by you i pray that she would know that she is saved because she believes in jesus christ i'm grateful for her upcoming baptism i pray that you would keep the evil one away from her. The evil one does not like it that she is giving her life to you, and that is part of the spiritual battle here. I pray against the evil one, and I pray that you would give her strength that comes from you and a peace that surpasses all understanding. I pray that you keep her strong. We thank you, Lord, for her sobriety. We pray that she remains strong with that, and we pray for wisdom for her pastor and everybody who is speaking into her life. I pray that she would be healed and grow today. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Hey, Stephanie, Thank thanks so for much, calling Pastor. and listening. And, uh, you hey, you know, when you get, when you getting baptized? Uh, June 26th. All right, good for you. Call us back after your baptism and tell us how you're doing, okay? Okay. All right. I will. Thank you so right. much. Bye, Pastor. God, Thank you. God bless Bye-bye. you, Stephanie. God bless all right, this is the Pastor Scott Show. i got to take a break. It's Open Line Friday. We'll talk about whatever it is you'd like to talk about. We're talking about loneliness now. 888-528-2557 is the number, 888-528-2557. Kathy, I see your call, and others will get to you as the Friday edition of the Pastor Scott Show continues. You're listening to the Pastor Scott Show podcast. Have any questions or comments? Email Pastor Scott now at pastorscott at kkla.com or tune in live weekdays from 3 to 5 p.m. Now, back to the show. Welcome back, everybody. Pastor Scott Show Friday. 
I hope that you got some plans this weekend. It is Open Line Friday, and uh, we're talking about loneliness. Maybe you don't have plans, or maybe you've gone through a period of time where you didn't have plans and it was really painful for you, but you got better. What are your thoughts about it? Why are we so lonely? 888-528-2557. Or you can change the subject. It's Open Line Friday, 888-528-2557. Kathy in San Diego, welcome to the Pastor Scott Show. Hi, thank you. Hi, Kathy. Um, hi. So, um, are you, I don't know, can you hear me? Yeah, go ahead. Okay. Um, so I was going to touch on the loneliness thing. Yeah. Um, because you said when you graduated, all of a sudden you weren't getting phone calls and everything. And it seems like I go through quite a few jobs and I'm not exactly sure why. Mm. Um, I was recently let go from my job, um, in a private school that's affiliated with the church that I go to. Mm. And um, it seems like I get really lonely because I make friends and acquaintances and I enjoy the people that I work with and then I get laid off and I don't see anybody. Yeah. Uh, and this this has happened a few times to you? Yeah. Yeah. Are you getting laid off or are you getting late, let go because of uh, like performance reviews and things like that? Well, I, I have never had a performance review except last year, and it uh-huh. was great. Yeah. So you're getting um, laid off because they can't have as many employees I mean, or there's some reason, business reason, why that said, happens. He said that uh, my boss told me that they're reducing classes, um, yeah. but there are other people who were hired after me. Hmm. Um, who are not facing this. I see. Well, I'm sorry about that. I'm very um, sorry about that. So, you know, what is your your friendship situation right now? Do you have any close friends? No. Okay. And you, you go to church somewhere? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, yep. Does your church have small group Bible studies that they, you might call them, you know, uh, fellowship groups or small groups? Yeah. There's a lot of names. Are you in one? I'm not because, well, maybe this is my opportunity to get into one. I'm always at work. <laughs> yeah. I've never been able to do one because I'm either working or taking care of my kids because, you know, again, the loneliness thing. Yeah. Uh, my significant other is always at work. Okay. So, so you have, you've got kids? Mm-hmm. How many kids do you have? Two. Two kids? How old are they? They're, um... <laughs> I don't want people to hear me. They're four years apart in age. They're oh. middle school and elementary school. Okay, so you're busy, though, with them. Like They, they take a lot of your time and, and effort. A lot. My son kind of has special needs because he's kind of on the higher end of the um, higher-functioning autism spectrum. Okay. yeah, yeah. And I like that he gets to go to school at this private school, but if I can't get hired on again... Um, then I I can't afford the tuition. Yeah, and he is making friends, which is hard for him. Um, with his you know pragmatic things, difficulties and stuff. Yeah, and I don't want to have to move him. Okay, so, and you said significant other. So uh, is this person the children's uh, father? Yeah, my husband. He's mm-hmm. your husband. Okay, you're married. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. And uh, he's working somewhere. Yes. Okay. Yeah. 
Um, you know what I would do, and I know it's hard, and my kids are, they're now 14 and 11, so maybe a little older than your kids, but I've been through there, and we're not dealing with the autism part of things, and it's busy enough, you know, without some of those extra things that you have to, to do. Uh, and so I, I think for all of us listening, if you're parents, if you're dealing in this economy where, you know, so many people have more than one job because they have to, and husband and wife usually are working. It's rough. Um, yeah. Yeah. You know, my thought really is to get involved in a small group the best you can at your church. And honestly, sometimes there's a reason to find another church or another type of Bible study. There's sort of independent Bible studies. Bible study fellowship is one of them. Uh, BSF. There's a few different kinds out there that are pretty good. And they're not, okay. you can go to them, whatever church you go to. Um I would try to find something that gives you fellowship in in God's word um, that is just an outlet even for you with all of, you know, and a place where people will pray for you about your job situation, you know, a place where somebody else knows about it and they'll pray for you. Okay. You know, and that helps. And if your church has, you know, outreach opportunities, we're going to go feed the homeless, we're going to go uh, clean the beach, we're going to do, you know, different community things like that. I know you're tired. Bring your kids if you can. Go to those things. Mm-hmm. They'll make a difference. Okay. okay? And, and, uh, Thank you. And keep the faith that way, Kathy. Thank you for calling. I'm sorry that you're going through that. But be strong in those things and, and be the best you can for your kids. That's the part of your life that is a huge deal right now. But part of that is taking care of yourself with some prayer and fellowship. Okay. Thank you. All right. All right. Thank you, Kathy. All right, Pastor. Mm-hmm. Pa- God bless you. God bless you. And uh, Pastor Scott Show, 888-528-2557. Daniel in Los Angeles, welcome to the Pastor Scott Show. Oh, hi. hi. Um, so, uh, yeah, hi. My name is Daniel. Do I start talking now? Or? Yeah, go ahead. Right now. How are you doing, Daniel? Good, good, good. I'm doing good. Um, I guess I wanted to start sharing on the topic of loneliness. Yeah. Um, so I think um, when I was younger, I probably went through a lot of... Uh, I would say kind of like isolationism because I was kind of hurt by a few things in my life. So I had kind of just, you know, built up walls around, uh, around me. Um, so even though like I wanted to, uh, maybe create like deeper, like maybe more intimate relationships, um, there would always be a a limit to which I would hold people to. Mm -hmm. Um, and, uh, and that would just kind of uh, create a, a constant sense of like loneliness, you know, wanting to, uh, you know, get uh, people wanting people to get to know me more deeply and, and wanting to get to know people more deeply, but being afraid of the vulnerability of it. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then um, I think just uh, later on in my life, probably when I was around 25 or so, um, was when I began to first, I think I also had those same walls up against uh, God and against Christ because I was, you know, I guess I had just never formed that ability to be vulnerable. Yeah. Um, yeah, but when I when I finally kind of opened up, uh, you know, to Christ and just really believed that He wouldn't let me down and that He would take care of me and like truly open up to His love, I was then able to open up to um, the love of other people, and because I, I kind of had my security in Christ, and uh, that caused me to have security in other relationships. And you know, since then I've I've had really flourishing relationships, and I'd say that um, 
I feel I, I know people and I feel known, and that, that's been uh, just a really big blessing to me. So I wanted to share that. Hey, Daniel, I think that's great advice, you know, and I, there's a lot of people who are afraid of rejection or they're afraid of getting too deep and getting hurt. And, right. you know, when you start out with trusting Christ that way, the great thing about your relationship with Christ is he will never leave you. And right. he died on the cross for any, anything you will ever do or ever have done. That relationship mm-hmm. is permanent, you know, and I'll, I'll tell you, I've had my heart broken and I've been rejected and it hurts. Um, but when you recognize that Christ is your friend, your, your, I hate to, I was about to say BFF and I'm going to embarrass myself by saying that, but, <laughs> but he is right. When you know that it's easier to let your guard down and you still might get hurt. Right. But right, when right, you have, right. you know, part of what God I think wants for you is a deep relationship with him, but also other people where you really get into things. So I'm really glad you gave that advice today. I know that a lot of people need to hear that. Thanks for calling Daniel, right. the Pastor Scott Show. Um, Elizabeth in L.A., welcome to the Pastor Scott Show. Elizabeth? I'll come back to you, Elizabeth. Uh, Karen, welcome to the Pastor Scott Show. Thank you for answering my call. Yeah. Um, my comment, I just wanted to comment on Kathy, your caller before Daniel. Kathy, who called about uh, how she's losing her job and things. Yeah, and she's lonely. Yeah. And I've, I've been in her shoes. I uh, was a nanny and had my daughter with me and made a huge network of friends where I was working as a nanny. And I got laid off and ended up going back home and staying home with my daughter but my social group was all the way in a different city than where mm. I was living, and I couldn't afford the gas because now I don't have a job. Right. And I was at the point of I almost uprooted my family and moved back to Miami to be with my family because I was so lonely. And um, just before we were making those moves, I ended up plugging myself into a Bible study at my church, and that group of friends became such a source of encouragement. They helped me with my spiritual walk with the Lord. My daughter became friends with their children. Like, it was such a wonderful and blessed time. Yeah. So, yes, I just hope Kathy does get plugged in, and her children, too, will grow. And to be with other like-minded people, that's what we need. Like, you were just telling the other caller how... Yes, we need to deepen our relationship with the Lord, but he also made us relational where we need to have relationships with other people. And yep. like iron sharpens iron, that's what we need in this life. We do. And uh, Karen, thank you for your call. I'm almost out of time here, but thank you for calling and sharing no that. And you know what? She's right. And, it, you know, you probably hear at your church, hey, join a small group or join this. And maybe you've tried that. It hasn't worked for you. You know what? Don't give up. Try another small group. Sometimes it doesn't work for a while. Sometimes you got to check into some other ones. Best small group I've ever been in was in my last church. And uh, I'm in one now, you know, it just take, we're new here. It takes a while. But the great thing about it is we all are still friends. We still do things together, but it takes a long time and you got to be willing to give God that time. You pray and give God the time. I see your other calls. We'll continue this when we come back, Elizabeth, Jenny, so you can hang on there. It's Open Line Friday, Pastor Scott Show. We'll be back for hour two as the Pastor Scott Show Friday edition continues. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. 
The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.